You're listening to Mortgage 101, your guide to home ownership with Clinton Wilkins and myself, Todd Vino. Welcome back on this segment of the podcast, the latest Bank of Canada update. Why the Bank of Canada waited too long to increase interest rates. Interest rate trends and predictions. And the supply and demand issue here in Halifax. We know that uh, during the, uh, we go back to 2020 or whatever it was, I mean, rates were historically low. Basically, money was free at that point, correct? Pretty close to free. Pretty close to free. And the messaging that that we heard consistently, at least what I heard consistently, being in the news cycle, was encouragement to get out there and borrow. Now's a great time to borrow. And and people did that. And and some, I've heard criticism Within the, within the media, or from some people in media sources, saying that a lot of that was was not responsible advice, based on the fact that interest rates could and would likely go up. Now, a lot of contributing factors went into inflation, like the pandemic, supply mm-hmm. chain, and all that. Mm-hmm. But do you think that, in retrospect, of the all the advice to borrow and get a large mortgage based on low interest rates was that perhaps not the best advice at the time? Well, the governor of the Bank of Canada said that interest rates are going to be low for the foreseeable future. Right, yes. So that's really the authority on what's going on with rates. And if you took that advice, which I think a lot of people did, economists took it, we took that advice, borrowers took that advice, that was all in the media, then we proceeded down that path. The one thing we didn't know about was inflation. So inflation was not out of control at that time. Mm-hmm. Inflation was below negative at yeah. some points during the um, pandemic. Yep. And the one factor that we forget about here is during the pandemic, borrowers paid off so, so much debt. Canadians paid down their debt. They were not outspending. And then things changed. The situation changed. People saved money. They started being able to go out and about again. Mm-hmm. And they started spending. Yeah. And inflation became a runaway train, and that's the one thing Bank of Canada was not um, banking on. The Bank of Canada was not banking, the bank was not banking, Mm -hmm. on inflation becoming a runaway train. And they waited too long to start increasing these interest rates, so then they had to increase them faster and higher than probably anyone really expected. And I think when interest rates typically go down, they go down slowly, and when they go up, they're increasing them more quickly right. to be able to stay the problem, right? Which was inflation. Yeah. And, you know, inflation is going in the right direction. There's been little bumps where it's like increased a little bit or it hasn't been as low as they wanted. So they've been had to increase rates. But inflation is going in the direction that we need. The one thing that is really not where they want, which is a consequence of, you know, having inflation going down, is the job numbers are still very strong. Mm-hmm. And that's a concern for the Bank of Canada because we're not seeing the losses that they thought they were going to see as a result of the increases going up. Because we need to remember, it's not just borrowers that are increased by are impacted by a higher cost of borrowing. It's businesses, corporations. It's their access to credit and their cost of capital has a huge, huge impact here. Mm -hmm. You know, Canadians by and large borrowed money with mortgages because the rates were very low and they thought they were going to be low for the foreseeable future. They were not low for the foreseeable future. They actually were low for a long time. And then the last 18 months, we've been starting to feel pain. They were low for a lot longer than they've increased. But we have very short memories, Mm -hmm. I think, as borrowers. And we have very short memories as Canadians 
that these rates were low for a long, long time. Yeah, yeah. And yeah, they went down even more during the pandemic, mm -hmm. but they were still low before the pandemic. That's right. Right? Yeah. So we're only really feeling the pain the last 12, 18 months. And honestly, my prediction, and I will fall on this sword, I will say this right now, on the record, yeah. on our show, I think if inflation stays where it's at or goes down, I think the Bank of Canada will see by next summer the rates will start to soften. By next summer? Next summer, they will start to soften. To what degree? I think it's going to be a very slow burn on the way down. Yeah. Very, very slow. So I think it's going to take some time. I think we're going to, when we start seeing rates go down, yeah. they're not going to go from where they're at now to where they were during the pandemic. That is not happening. Right. When they start going down, it's going to be a slow burn on the way down. I think we're going to see those 25, 50 basis point decreases on the way down. Yeah. Slow step, slow step, slow step. Because the Bank of Canada doesn't want to put the fuel on the fire, right? right? They don't want to re-accelerate the economy. They don't want to re-accelerate the housing market. And the one interesting thing is, here in Halifax, our housing market is still very high demand. Mm -hmm. We're not seeing what's going on in Ontario and BC. We've not seen prices go down or demand go down. The challenge here is supply. I read an article before we started our show that supply is moving in the right direction. But uh, the government of Canada thinks that it's going to be another seven years plus yeah, before they catch up before they can catch up to where we need. Right. I think in Halifax, it's going to be longer than seven years. Yeah. yeah. I think it's going to be 10 to 20 years before yeah. supply catches up. Tell me about some of these uh, some of these large buildings. And we see them all over the city. I mean, big, big, tall building skyscrapers, mm -hmm. not skyscrapers, but for Halifax standards. I would think that the the borrower, and this might be a little out of the out of the scope of what we normally talk about, but I would think, but for that buyer, they must have immense pressure on them, uh, or that builder, that developer, right? Because there would be tens upon tens upon tens of millions of dollars going out the door before you see anything coming back in. Yeah, I think the developers that are doing these big big projects yeah. have deep pockets. Yeah, honestly, they have deep pockets, and I think a lot of these, we'll call them deals, were done. Pre-pandemic, mm -hmm. these deals have been in the work sometimes for 5, 10 plus years before there's even shovels in the ground. And that I think that's the challenge with developers and development in general. The planning just takes so long to be able to get that finished product out to market. Mm -hmm. But we have such a demand here that we need to do whatever we can to get these developers to continue developing. Yeah. We need the rentals. We need the condos. We need the townhomes. We need single-family homes. We need all types of housing, including affordable housing, here in our city to meet the demand. So, how, what's the affordable model look like then? How does that work? Because I mean, obviously, do you, I don't. I don't know that we would need a crown corporation building houses. I mean, that's probably the last. I thing mean, we need, right? yes, or maybe it is a a public-private partnership. Yeah, maybe that would work better. Yes, you know, I think we've we've had and we've tried the crown. Um, owning real estate it in the past. Work, and, and, and that model is not great. No. You know what I mean? I think private owners do a better job at managing real estate. Yeah. And in my personal opinion, even for affordable housing, I don't think the business, the government really is in the business of housing. Mm -hmm. The government is in the business of business development and maybe uh, incentivizing yeah. private owners to yeah. do it because private owners have more maybe skin in the game mm -hmm. and they have the asset where the government they don't really care about the assets and the liabilities as right, much. Right. The government's 
government um, debt way outweighs their assets in most cases. Yeah. Right. But I would so, think though, with with uh, the, like, there's a lot of talk about uh, houses being unaffordable, mm-hmm. rentals being unaffordable. But obviously, people are paying this rent. There are people out in here in Halifax that are willing to and will fill those vacancies. Right? Are and I would venture to say, Todd. Yeah. And you know how our real estate prices have increased. I think our rents have increased faster than our cost of real estate. Right. I would venture to say that because the rentals, I think, have the most demand right now because it's 1% vacancy. And people people are paying it, right? People are paying it. Right. And we did a special feature on on your radio show about people are becoming more creative with housing. We're looking at multi, um, maybe generational housing, or maybe it's three or four people getting in on a housing situation. Yeah. Because of the prices, you know, to buy a home, there needs to be multiple people involved in some cases. Yeah. Okay. What else we got? Uh, we got a couple more segments. Uh, what else you want? Yeah, to we're talk? certainly going to talk more about, um, like you wanted to talk about self-employed, so we're certainly going to d- dig into that. Yep. And you know, we're also going to talk about why is the fall such an interesting yeah, time for real yeah, estate? Yeah. Why? Is why is it interesting? Interesting. And I also promise our listeners, I'm going to tell them what interest rate. You should not take. Not take. The high one, I said. Well, that was he said answer. the high one. So we'll keep on teasing this. Maybe we'll save that for last. So you make sure you continue to tune in. If you've liked what you've heard and you want to learn more, feel free to visit us online at teamclinton.ca.